0: So hello everyone and welcome back again to my podcast. This is the second episode I have recorded this week and this one is based around the questions my online coaching group have been asking me. So that is my six-week build and fuel group and we're coming up to our last kind of week and a half. So I've rounded up the questions that I've had over the last week or two and I'll be sharing the answers with you all. And the questions I'm going to be answering are, um, about macro tracking. And if you need to hit the goals exactly, it's going to be, do you need to track your food forever? And questions around just how to stay motivated and how to set your environment up for success. So I'm going to first talk about the macro tracking and hitting goals exactly. So I think sometimes when I give macros as a coach, although I explain to clients that I do not expect them to hit it exactly, when people see that number, they still get a little bit hung up on hitting it to, to the, you know, on the dot being super, super accurate with it. And that is near impossible when it comes to tracking your food. Um, It's super, super difficult. So something I generally say to clients is that I'd like you to be within 10%. And sometimes if someone is brand new to tracking, I give them a minimum goal I want them to hit. And anything over that is a bonus. for a lot. So for a lot of clients, something like 100 grams of protein is a bare minimum I'd like them to hit um, until we get into the rhythm of things and start tracking for a little bit longer. And that's if they're kind of an average sized female or male. If you're more petite, it might not be that high. Um, but yeah, you absolutely don't need to track 100% diligently. Within 10% is absolutely good enough. Uh, maybe even looser than that if your goals aren't super specific. Um, so yeah, don't worry about it. Don't obsess over the numbers. It's about understanding nutrition and understanding how to eat according to your goals. You don't have to be weighing things to the exact set gram and hitting your macros like exactly. So don't stress about that. That's a fairly easy question to cover. Um, The second question is, do you need to track forever? So tracking is super individual and no, you do not need to track forever. I track very loosely um, most of the time, but I'm certainly not diligent. So generally I say I'd like my clients that do track to be very diligent in a calorie deficit because... The only prerequisite for for fat loss is a deficit and tracking helps us be accurate with that and it helps us amend things when things aren't working or we're not just shifting in the right direction. But outside of a deficit... I'm not as accurate and I'm not going to be harsh on my clients if they're not as accurate either. On the flip side of a deficit, you have obviously building and bulking. And I'd say I'm slightly more accurate in the build and bulk than I am at maintenance. Not as accurate as a deficit, but I'm still aiming, you know, I still have a physique goal in mind. I'm doing the bulk for a purpose. So because of that, again, I am slightly more diligent, especially with my protein and with my carbs to make sure I'm supporting my training. But when it comes to carbs and fats, I'm not going to be overly bothered if there's a little bit more leeway or, you know, I'm not hitting things exactly day in, day out. Protein, I want to be hitting it, especially in a deficit in a bulk. But maintenance is generally where people think about moving away from tracking. And there are different methods you can use at maintenance to do this. You can absolutely just go cold turkey and stop altogether. If you've been tracking for a while, you probably have a good idea of how to create a balanced plate just visually and what your general day should look like in terms of food. Um, for it to support your goals and what you want. So you can go cold turkey. Some people like to just track their protein. So they'll just track their direct protein sources and let other things just fall as they may. So they'll track their meat, their dairy, maybe their lentils and beans and meat substitutes if they're vegan or veggie, and they won't track anything else. That again is a great option for some people. Um, For other people who want to still stay you know, a little bit more accurate or they enjoy tracking, they find it really useful, you can do two methods, or oh, these are the two methods I like. You can pre-track all of your food. If you're like me and you meal prep and you know what you're going to eat for the week, you can pick out your recipes, put it all in my fitness pile in the space of one day, cook it and it's done. You don't have to do that again for another week. So you're still tracking, but you're not doing it every day. You're not having to be crazy diligent. Um, your days won't be accurate, but your week will be where things are weighed out. So there's a little bit of variance there as well. And something I do at maintenance is that I track my meals. So I I pre track and pre cook my meals, and I get them to hit maybe between 16 and 1800 calories out of my day, those three big meals. And then I just kind of eat on the day extras that I want. So that won't include my coffees, it won't include um, my snacks, bites of other people's food that I might have. So I give myself a good, three to 500 calories just for little bits I fancy. And that's something I like to do at maintenance. I like to know my meals are getting me pretty much to where I need to be. I'm hitting most of my protein, ideally over 100 grams, 120. 10, 20 grams in those meals. And then I know I'm probably going to bulk that out with the snacks and things like that. So that is a method I really like at maintenance. And that way you're not spending every day tracking, you're just doing the bulk of it on a Sunday. Well, That's when I do my main food shop. And then it is done for the week. And you know you're still eating in alignment with your goals, but you're not having to be super, super diligent all the time. And it means when it comes back around to maybe a bulk or a fat loss phase, I feel a bit more motivated to kind of crack down on things and be more diligent. So hopefully that kind of answers that you don't need to track forever you can have different methods and different you know varieties of how you want to track whether you do or whether you don't so the final question that I'm going to address is staying motivated and setting up your environment for success so naturally clients like anyone will struggle with their motivation we've got this six week group going at the moment and motivation for people has dipped in and out across the six weeks it's it's super individual as well it depends on where you're at in your journey and and how how you've instilled those habits and where you're at with it as to how motivated or unmotivated you might feel. But I would say that obviously I think you see us on Instagram all the time, you can't completely rely on motivation all the time which is true, but I think creating habits is key. So if you create habits when you are motivated, you do have the willpower and the discipline, then when that tends to wane, it almost becomes like unquestionable that you don't go to the gym and you don't eat in a nutritious way to fuel your body because it's just ingrained into your routine and it makes things so much easier when you don't have those periods of high motivation. So I'd say utilise the willpower and discipline when it feels easy and really hammer in the habits, put them into your routine, make them, you know, go to the gym on certain set days, make it ingrained into your routine and it'd be odd almost if you didn't do it. Um, So that is kind of my key in terms of staying on track, so to speak. Creating momentum is also really easy. So just how when you kind of make one bad decision and you fall off track a little bit, it can send some people into a spiral. It also works really well the other way around. You're only one decision away from getting yourself back on track. You're only one decision away from working towards your goals again. So say you've fallen off plan for a couple of meals and you're just finding it really hard to get back into the routine, just make your next meal something more nutritious. Add a side of veggies, make sure you get your protein in, and then you're going to start to build momentum again to get back into the habit of things. And also, obviously, you can set goals. So you need to set goals that you are ultimately driven by. It's why I don't like setting goals for my clients. I make sure they are setting them themselves. These might be strength-based goals, habit-based goals. It's completely up to you what you feel driven by and and what your motivation is for doing this. But I think it's important to keep those goals in mind and don't forget them. I think it's quite a good idea to make a little note in your phone of a couple of reasons why you're doing this. And make sure they're not too superficial reasons. Make sure they really hit home for you. Maybe it's you're not feeling confident in yourself. You're not feeling confident maybe when you're out taking pictures with family or etc make sure you're driven by them and they mean something to you to actually keep you going if it's just I want to look better then you're probably going to ignore that after a few weeks when it gets challenging it becomes difficult and you're pushing through kind of creating that habit or dropping back off I think it takes like three or four weeks to really start creating habit and that is honestly when you see people start to either stick with it or fall back into old habits so yeah and the last thing is your environment will also play a really big part. So if you suddenly start a new fitness regime or make changes to your nutrition, but you make zero changes to your environment, then you are making it much harder for yourself. For example, if you are in a fat loss phase and you continue to buy lots of you know, calorie dense snacks and food that you like, maybe for family, just, or just out of habit for yourself, and you tell yourself that you'll only have one if you want one, then you're kind of setting yourself up to fail because like anyone, our willpower can only stick out for so long, you're probably going to end up eating them and you're probably going to eat more than you usually would because you've been trying to withhold from doing it. So you need to set your environment up in a way where you can't just mindlessly eat. Um, so something I quite like to do is I won't buy, for example, like chocolate bars and crisps in on my food shop. But if I do want them, I'll go to the shop and get it. But the fact that I have to go to the shop and get it means that it's more of an active choice rather than a mindless choice and just that little bit of resistance between me and that decision helps me make better choices overall. And it's not to say I never do it, it's just that I then feel it better that I've decided I actually do want it and it's not just because I'm hungry or bored or suddenly emotionally eating, et cetera, et cetera. So you need to set your environment up to help you essentially. I think part of that is also communicating to the people around you that you live with, especially or work with, that you have a goal in mind and you need their help and support in achieving that. Unsupported partners and friends are probably one of the, biggest culprits in knocking people off track um, because you feel, might feel left out or you feel like guilty for not getting involved or they've guilt tripped you into feeling that way so you really do need to communicate as well with other people that you have this goal and it's for a reason and it is important to you so you need to set yourself your environment up to help you. Something I to do which I've talked about tons is meal prep. Meal prep for me is an absolute game changer it just means that whenever I'm hungry I have something to grab that I know is going to keep me on course. Um, so that is something I definitely, definitely recommend. So they are the three biggest questions I've had over the past 10 days or so. I hope some of those questions were helpful to you. If you would like me to answer anything, please let me know via email or on Instagram. I do question boxes on there quite regularly, but if it's more in depth, I will include it in one of my podcasts. So that is the podcast for today and hopefully you guys stick around for next week's episodes.